Welcome to the PGF Canada podcast and our series on the value of a golf professional. All right, we are back talking about the value of a golf professional. In the last episode, we touched on developing customer personas. So we kind of felt this is an important thing that we should talk about for a few episodes because if we don't really know who our customer is, it makes it really, really hard to develop product or ser- project, products or services for that individual. Yeah. And you know, when we do talk about value, value means different things to different people. And if we don't know who our audience is, we don't maybe understand fully what is valuable or, in, or useful for them. So in the last episode, we talked about what I, what I like to call the nut and bolts, the, the age of our, our potential customers, uh, gender, where they live, uh, life stage, things like that. The stuff that you would be able to collect through a membership database, through a CRM, through website analytics, social media analytics. Uh, we kind of touched on all those points. And, and as we touched on as well, a big advantage that golf professionals have is that they actually get to meet their customers. They get to yeah. shake their hand and talk to them. You can learn a lot by asking the right questions and just by hanging out with them. Yeah. So, um, whereas in some industries, you might never actually see your customer and you have to make inferences based on data that you get. In this case, you're able to actually see them a lot of the time. So that's so it's really much, helpful. much easier to you know, yeah. get that information. As we mentioned, as long as you're asking the right questions. We talked about that too. Yeah, you know, the right question. Try to get that one little bit of information out of them every single time you talk to them. So yeah. now we want to dive a little bit deeper and go down a slightly different path. And we brought somebody else from our agency in, another Brian, just to confuse people, <laughs> uh, into our agency. And as Rodney and I touched on before, when we talk about customer personas at our agency, it's something we do every single day. Whether we're building an advertising campaign or a website, we don't really get things going until we know who we're talking about. Exactly. So, or talking to. So we've already gone through some of the, the basics. Now we wanna dive into problems, motivations, essentially what makes your customers tick. We need to understand what problems it is that they need to solve and how we as marketers, or in the case of golf professionals, golf professionals, how they can align themselves to ensure they're able to, to um, answer the problems and or, or solve the problems, answer questions, etc. So if we stop and think about what makes your customers tick, their motivations for having a lesson or for visiting a club, it's they're very different reasons. Yeah. You know, some people, their motivation might be, I wanna take a lesson so I can get better at golf and I can beat my buddies on Saturday morning. Yeah. You know, maybe a young family, their motivation is we want to take lessons so our kids learn about the game and learn to respect the game so we as a family can all go golfing together. There might be other people that say, you know what, my motivation for joining a golf club is not so much on the golf side, but we view it as a real social hub somewhere that we can go for dinner we'll play golf as well but we can see our friends and our family and and it becomes kind of like a second home for yeah, a, lot a of home away too. from home pretty much yeah. yeah so right there just thinking of those each of those little groups had completely different motivations for playing the game of golf or getting a lesson or joining a club so as you build your customer personas even if in the case of teaching lessons you can't just assume that everybody is coming to you for a lesson 
to hit it 300 yards and be the best golfer ever. They're going to come for different reasons, and you have to be able to adjust your products or services accordingly. Something that we do here at the agency, we find it very useful to actually write this down and start siloing people according to their motivation. Mm -hmm. Because once we do that, then we can say, okay, so we've got five different groups and these are the main motivations for each. Mm -hmm. It makes it easier to then ask the following questions, which is, so this is what make the, makes them tick, but okay, what really motivates them? From what motivates them now, what are they looking for? Mm -hmm. And then how can we answer the questions or solve the problems? Yeah. yeah. And we talked about, in one of the first episodes, we talked about emotion and how emotion plays into somebody's decision to make a purchase. Yeah. So part of it when we look at motivations is how can we motivate somebody to, to kind of get on the right page emotionally to make a decision? Like how can we frame our product, product or service in a way that they, it kind of invokes some sort of emotion for them. So, you know, maybe that young family wanting to get golf lessons is so they can take their kids out on the golf course and maybe the emotion that is kind of invoked there as well. I remember when my dad used to take me on the golf course and now I want to do the same thing with my kids. So, mm -hmm. you know, if, if a golf professional is seeing that there's a lot of lessons coming in and, and a lot of inquiries coming in from young families. Is there an opportunity to do something where you could somehow tie that emotional messaging into your marketing or into what you're teaching? Yeah. You know, all of a sudden that kind of tugs at the heartstrings and, and I'm like, you know what? I do remember those days when I used to go golfing with my mom and dad and, and now I have an opportunity. This professional is gonna solve a problem for me. My problem is my kids don't know how to golf maybe that problem can be solved and the emotions kind of stir up a little bit as well. Yeah, and I think it just gets like the wheels turning in your head as well, just to say, oh, you know what, this will be nice to do. Yeah. Because sometimes for people, it's not an active thought that I want to go for my kids until they see some sort of marketing message that comes with it. And it's like, wait, this would be nice, you know? Yeah. You're kind of tapping into that emotional connection yeah. with um, your clients yeah. or potential clients. And we do a lot of work, and Brian can attest to this at our agency, we do a lot of work in tourism marketing. And a huge part of tourism marketing is trying to show off an experience or evoke some sort of emotion so people have some sort of an attachment to a product or service. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, maybe low price isn't firmly in their heads and they're like, you know what, I'm that's something I just want to do, right? So um, it's a... It's something to think about anyways. Yeah, and that's taking value to a different level as well. And <clears throat> even as you target each of these or you're catering to each of these audiences, um, let's say it's a young family or it's a, a seniors couple or it's a business professional, they're all going to have their different type of intentions and uh, objectives of why they're playing this game. So if they're coming to you for certain reasons in their game or for the experience of, of golf in itself, uh, they're going to be a little bit different. And as each of them are different, you know, as you kind of, uh, you know, take each layer off of each interaction with them, you're going to learn something different, learn something new that can apply to the messaging that you want to do uh, or the marketing that you want to do as well. So each sort of uh, group of, I guess, buyer is going to prove something different and allow you to uh, evolve away uh, of the, you know, the course or the, uh, 
uh, the clubhouse of how it wants to position itself. And like Brian mentioned too, if you have a general sense of who your customer is when you're meeting them, every time you meet them, you can peel off that extra layer by asking those right questions. Yeah. You can really get to the core of why they're there in the first place. And all of a sudden, you know, you want to add great value to a to a to a product. If you truly understand why they're doing what they're doing, you can come up with some really cool add-ons for your product, like a lesson, because you truly know why they're there and what their intentions are. That's adding the best value. When me as a customer, I can get a completely tailored experience because the person offering me the experience actually knows exactly what I'm looking for. And that's really when you get down to that level, you're you're doing fantastic things because you truly know what somebody wants and you're able to deliver that product or service. Yeah. And then it's pretty much up to you to act on it. Yep. Yeah. Again, like we talked about with the data, collecting data is cool, but if you don't act on it, who cares? You know, Using asking data lots of, is even yeah, cooler. <laughs> asking, asking questions of your audience is fun, but if you never do anything with it, then why are you asking them, right? So, yeah. and, and that's always the, the next step that people need to take is, Collect the data, but then do something with it. And you'll find you'll get some tremendous results because you're acting upon things that you're learning. Like you said, you have to look at the different groups. What does one group prefer in terms of communication over the other? Mm -hmm. So you could find maybe if you're targeting, I don't know, 25 to 34 year olds, maybe for them an email is an easy follow up, yeah. something like that. So your email could actually have a little line. Can we have a little quick survey? People, when prompted, they will give you more information than you ever thought you could get. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. So now that we've kind of looked at all those different aspects of personas, you can truly start to put the data together and you can go, okay, you know, maybe I know in some cases, you know, we'll do things where you give each persona a name like John or Sally, and this is who this person is like. This is kind of where they live. This is how old they are. These are the things that make them tick. These are the problems that they have. And you've developed those personas right down to, I mean, we've seen it in our case with marketing where there'll be some people that'll actually go and get a stock photo of John, like that that idea of who that person is and paste that to the, to the actual persona, going that deep, like this is John, this is what makes him tick, this is who he is. But the more you understand about your audience, the far better off you're gonna be. So in the next episode, we're gonna take this to a golf side of things and we're gonna run through some audience, potential customer personas or audience groups that you may run into. And I think what you'll see is, although all of them are contacting a golf course or a golf professional um, for usually something to do with golf, they all have different little motivations and they all need to be treated a little bit differently. So we'll hop on the next episode. We'll touch on that a little bit. Yeah.